right, and we are back. It's time for the Hot Corner. Uh, welcome back, listeners. This is Stealing Signs. Uh, I am here again with my boy, Mikey. Hello. We're going to break down third base for this year. Again, this is for redraft leagues, uh, so you're starting fresh this year. And uh, as we've done in the past, we're going to go through again our uh, top pick, value pick, our sleepers, and then our busts. Uh, so, Mikey, how you doing, bud? I'm good. Yourself? On top of the world. You know me. This there is uh, get, getting more and more excited. Uh, Looking down at everybody else. Closer. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> had, a, had a fun game for the Phillies yesterday, so it's always good to mm-hmm. see your guys uh, starting to take off. Even though it is spring, it's still nice. I there don't think go. he hit it into the highway, but it was fucking close. <laughs> that would have been like 800 feet. feet. <laughs> Okay, so um, let's jump right in. Uh, as usual, we're going to go with Mikey first, and we are going to get your pick for the top projected third baseman for 2020. I am going to go with Nolan Arenado. I believe that he's a little mad. He's going to do everything he can to show that he's doing everything that he can, and if the Rockies are still not doing well at the All-Star break, he'll probably be traded. So are you afraid of that, though, as a, as a possibility? you think they're going to be good enough that he's going to finish in Colorado? Or, or if he does get traded, do you, are you afraid that might hurt his, his stats? No, no matter if, he where he traded, goes? if he gets traded, it'll probably be to a playoff team, and he'll probably you know be rejuvenated by just playing with a playoff team. Plus, his road splits aren't drastic. Everybody benefits in some way from Colorado right. as a hitter, right? But you're right, as far as... Um, guys on Colorado that that move out he's a, a guy that you can probably depend on even beyond the, the, the right. course field I agree all right well not a bad pal obviously he's up there you know in the talk every year mm-hmm. he's close if not I think last year he was uh third maybe again very close so yeah solid pick again Colorado is always nice when you're swinging the bat right right I did. I moved a little bit. I could see that, obviously, Arenado is a distinct possibility. I think there's three, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the Astros. So I think there's three guys that could really take that tough spot. And then one guy that might sneak up there, and we'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, But of those three, I chose Anthony Rendon. Obviously, moving to the American League, getting away from that nasty NL East pitching. Absolutely. Got to be a benefit just there alone. Then you obviously get to now hit behind Mike Trout, uh, which is not a bad thing, in front of Otani, who's a solid bat. So uh, nice placement right there, third in the Nash, in the uh, the Nationals, in the Angels order. And last year, Rendon, <laughs> 310, 44 doubles, 34 home runs, 117 runs, 126 RBIs, and the guy walked 80 times. He had a 412 OBP. Pretty good. Nasty, just across the board. And he was solid coming into the season, but a big jump for him last year, and I just expect it to continue pretty much. If you track him over the years, in um, 2014 to 2016, his slugging percentage was right in that 360 to 470 area, give or take. In 17 and 18, it jumped up into the 530s. Last year, it was almost 600. That's good. Uh, with, an, with an OPS over 1,000 for the yeah, season. Good. Everything about it says, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm ready, I'm here, it's my turn. Uh, moving him to uh, to the Angels, into that lineup with Trout, it just seems like that's a, uh, couldn't get a lot better opportunity other than the park. I agree. 
So it should be um, those two guys that I did mention, the third, Jose Ramirez. Again, if that guy ever you know figures out how to put a full season together, he yeah. could end up being better than all of them. But He's young, too. It seems like he's so much older than he is. He's just, he's still young. Yeah, where the, yeah, a couple of the other guys have been around for a minute. So yeah. All right, so those are our top picks. So next we're going to go with value again, the definition of value. You're not getting one of those top guys. You're going after uh, some other position, showing up pitching, whatever. And uh, you want to get a guy a little bit later, but that has the possibility of kind of moving up into those realms. So who right. is your value pick for this year? My value pick is going around the 14th average draft position, and it's Josh Donaldson. Played for Atlanta last year. He started out really slow and then just killed it the last half of the year. I was surprised Atlanta didn't re-sign him. I think that's going to hurt them in the long run. But as far as Josh Donaldson, he's going to a team that broke the home run record, didn't mm. lose anybody but C.J. Cron. The lineup, the division that he gets to face, once again, he's also out of the National League East, so he gets to go face the yep. Detroits and the Kansas Cities of the world, too. So, I mean, yeah, Josh Donaldson, is, I believe he could definitely climb into the top five, top eight, which would be value. Absolutely. Huge power, 40 home run potential, and he walks as well. Good on base percentage. Yeah, solid pick. Same thing as, as Rendon. Uh, moving from the NL to the AL, in my opinion, it talked about the, the NL pitching, that uh, the NL East pitching. I think right. that's uh, to get out of there is good for anybody right now. I can't verify this, but I heard the reason he chose Minnesota instead of Atlanta for $8 million less was because he wanted to get out of the NL East and not face that pitching. No shit. <laughs> nice. All right. Not a bad pick. You know how much I enjoy arguing with you, but I can't yet. Uh, my <laughs> my value pick is um, is an interesting one. Guy was a, a bit of a letdown last year, but o- only because of the hype that he came in with. He's currently going ninth at third base, 63rd overall. This is a gentleman that I think has that chance to get into that elite level right away. And we're talking about a kid. My value pick is Vladimir Guerrero Jr., mm. He's got the pedigree, obviously, along with everybody else in the Toronto lineup, pretty much. <laughs> I think that's their thing this year. He is going to be batting cleanup. It's, a, as I mentioned, a strong, young lineup. He's got a lot of kids around him that can hit. You know, this is a guy that hit 400 in uh, in 2018 in, in AA. His on-base percentage has been well over 400 throughout the minors, so he knows how to take a pitch. And then this is really... Other than uh, Giancarlo Stanton, who we all know has a, a heavy bat, Guerrero was the only other player in the majors to have an exit velocity of 118 or higher, uh, 118.9. In addition, he also led the major leagues with eight balls in play with exit velocities of 115 or higher. That's a great trivia question right there. Yeah, yeah. so pretty much nobody, save Mike Stanton, Uh, hits the ball as hard as this guy. And again, he's young, he's coming up, it's a great lineup, he's in a good spot in the lineup, and he has um, committed this offseason to lift the ball just a little bit more. So That's big. You combine that exit velocity with just a little bit more lift, and you got 40 home runs plus regularly from this guy. So I think he's going to be in consideration for the top, third baseman very soon and it could be as early as the end of this year good call i've heard nothing but good things about him i've heard the launch angle thing also and if he hits that ball that hard and he gets 20 percent of his balls in the air he's gonna have home runs going out so i like it gun to my head lottie is top five this year at least 
All right, so uh, moving on, it is time. We're going to go down the list a little bit further. Um, so now we've uh, we put the rest of our roster together for the most part. We're getting a little deeper in the draft, but we still need a third baseman. Uh, who in this next uh, tier is going to uh, perform a little bit better? Than well, he's going to only be a third baseman for this year only because he's moving over to first base. But my sleeper is Miguel Sano. He's going 18 currently. He has tremendous power. He's Once again, he's in that tremendous lineup. Uh, last year, he had 34 home runs and 380 at-bats. And hmm. if you can do the math, that's one in every 11. So <laughs> if he gets 550 at-bats, then we're looking at 50 home runs. If he does what he did last year, and now he's playing first base, and they're going to let him gain his weight if he wants to. So I believe you can get great value as long as he stays healthy. Right, yeah, so that's where I was going to go with it. I, I agree, immense power. Yeah, one of the stronger guys in the league, no doubt about it. The weight was an issue, and you're right, now being at first base, they're not going to be a little less concerned with that. Um, however, 500 at-bats for uh, Miguel Sano means he played two seasons. Uh, this, <laughs> <laughs> the, he has, um, the most he's uh, he's had, I think, is 430 uh, in a season. Again, still young. He's 26. Again, maybe, you know, it just all starts clicking. And you're right. If it does, and he does get those at-bats, there's no way for him not to hit 40 home runs, in my opinion. That's my question, is is he going to get the at-bats? And then, again, he does, you know, obviously a, a little swinging and missing here and there. But Right. With, with that in mind, they did get rid of C.J. Crone, who was their first baseman. So, it's pretty much his job. If he's healthy, he'll be there. I agree. Yeah, no, it's his job for sure. Um, I just, I'm just wondering who's going to finish the season at first. So fair enough. If he gets the at bats, a guy that that could end up moving way up the list. Yep. Uh, because of the power alone, you're right. Okay, so my sleeper is a guy that I paid a, a lot of attention to last year. Um, kind of surprised me as I saw his name over and over again in the box scores. Um, he did have a, a pretty big jump, and he is 31, so he's not young. Kind of a, a late age to make this big of a jump, but he went from 23 to 35 home runs last year, going 17th at the position, 110th overall, which is the 10th round. Uh, Eduardo Escobar, slated for cleanup this year, so he'll be batting cleanup with now the uh, dual Martes ahead of him, which is nice. He had 118 RBIs last year, uh, and again, Kettle had a great year last year. To have him still there and now put Sterling as well, uh, you would assume he's going to have a little bit more opportunity for RBIs this year. And he, and he finished fifth last year in third base. The only guys better than him in fantasy last year were Bregman, Devers, Rendon, and Arenado. Uh, so a guy that was in the top five with those names is now going 17th at the position. He's older, so it could have been a fluke. It could be an outlier. Uh, but at that you know level, I will take a shot and um, end up, if you can get a, a guy that ends up in the top five at the position in the 10th round, you're happy. I agree. The only thing going against him is his age and is it a fluke year. And, and it could be, but even if it is a fluke year, the uh, the additions uh, that they brought in again having Marte I mean that, that Marte is a, a strong player a guy that's kind of hidden up there in, in Pittsburgh except for those right. of us that play fantasy absolutely I think that's going to be a big addition uh, you got a little bit better in front a little bit better behind and obviously he got a lot better last year so all of those things combined and the fact that again he's going 17th I think it's a good spot for a sleeper there you go 
All right. So last but not least, we have our busts. Um, I think we talked about this with shortstop. I had a hard time with shortstop. I had a harder time here. A lot of these guys I, I expect big things from. I will say that um, some of these guys do have multiple position eligibility. We're not going to use the same names that we've already used. So uh, we talked about Mankata. We talked about Bregman. We talked about LeMahieu. Uh, Danny Santana will qualify at, at even third base in some of these leagues. The guy plays all over the field. So we're not going to go back through those. And if you do want to hear our opinions on those guys, just go back and listen to the previous shows. Uh, moving on, our busts. Mike, who is the guy that is not going to perform at uh, where he's going this year? Yeah, I had a hard time with this one, too, going up and down the list. I, I seen that Chris Bryant was going five or six. If you know me, you know I'm a huge Chris Bryant fan, but he is moving to lead off. His best year was his rookie year. As he, ha- he hasn't shown as much power, has had shoulder injury problems. And just the fact that they're putting him at leadoff, I just don't see him hitting 40 home runs at leadoff if he was going to stay at the, the two slot if he was, they thought he was going to hit 40 home runs. So Chris Bryant is still going to be a great player. He also qualifies at outfield, but five or six at third base when you have guys like Donaldson and the guys we've mentioned coming up, I just feel like that's too, too high of a slot. It's too deep of a position. So Chris Bryant would be my bust. Mm, okay. I mean, all legitimate reasons. Leadoff doesn't really mean what it meant, you know, a few years back. But uh, you know, you're right. The the chances of RBIs and the possibility that he's trying to take it out of the yard is going to be less, obviously, from that spot. Um, I will say for our listeners, just so you're aware, that Mike traded me Chris Bryant this year in one of our leagues. So I'm not very happy with his pick right now at the moment. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's a tough way. Six is high. I do agree. I, I said myself that I expect Vladi to move up there. One or two of these other guys moves up there. And let's be honest, again, Arenado, Rendon, and Ramirez aren't going anywhere. So chances are he... He should move down the list a little bit. So while I'm not 100% with you, obviously, since I traded for him, I can see where he is not necessarily going to finish in that top five, top six. So not a bad pick with everything considered. I had a tough time myself. You know, again, a couple guys that jumped up last year, but I expect them to kind of maintain. So I'm just going to kind of touch on a couple of guys that that aren't as high, but that I am going to stay away from. One of them, again, we just talked about, I personally... Don't expect Sano to, to make it through the season, so that scares me a little bit. Ursula from the uh, the Yankees is a unique guy. Again, he's not Gio Ursula. He's not real high on the list. So again, to consider him a bust is kind of weird. But the guy, first of all, he's he's um, 28, so he's not young. He batted 314 last year, which was nice. But every season prior, I think he had three years in a row under 230, 233. Yep. It came out of nowhere. I mean, that guy, it's not like he was a, a touted, you know, uh, that combined with the fact that, that Andahar is still there. I do think that Andahar may be moved at some point for a pitcher. Yep. But if it doesn't happen soon, I expect Andahar to take the job back and Ursula to become way less valuable. Uh, so again, it does depend on a couple of things, but just a guy that, that I'm staying away from. It could go either way. It's not worth taking the risk for me personally. He did hit almost 80 points higher than his career average last year. I mean, he's definitely a right. great target for a bust. Seems like an outlier, right? All right, so there you have it. There are our third base calls for the year for 2020. We're going to come back here soon with catchers. Then we'll follow up with outfielders and pitchers here over the next week or so. Hope again this helps you guys out out there. Yes, sir. Take care, everyone.